millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A Silly Dude production. Welcome to They Talk A Good Game, a podcast all about the footy. I'm Harvey. I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, Lockie. Hello. How are you Hello. this week? Uh, I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, the battle for the wooden spoon, even though it's not actually the battle for the wooden spoon, uh, but the battle of the two shittest teams this year, um, the Tigers and the Bulldogs, happily came away with a win in the game between the two shittest teams of the year. So... Riding high. Um, on the other side, the battle between the two best teams this year, arguably. Um, tell me about that. Yeah, well, I feel it was a tough game. It was a real tough game to watch. Um, obviously, we're talking about the Seals, Sea Eagles going down to the Melbourne Storm, um, 28-18. We stuck with them through the first half when everything went against us. We defended our line for 38 minutes. Saab scores a runaway try, and we get a penalty at the end of the game, or end of the half, to even yep. things up. Um, and then the Storm do what the Storm do in the second half. Um uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird vibe, this podcast this week, given that, yeah, you, you coming off against the Wooden Spooners and us coming up, up against the Premiers, um, yes, the Premiers but, elect. But a win is a win, and every match is two competition points. So that's you know, it. That's, there you, you go. You bang on. There you um, go. Yeah, I, I don't want to get stuck into to the Manly game too soon in the podcast, but I'm on a bit of a roll. And I just cannot get my head around how the Melbourne Storm have got themselves in a position where they've got Pappenhausen and Harry Grant on the bench when they wouldn't just be like (laughs) starters for another team or any other team, but they, if they were playing 80 minutes every week, they'd be up there in the Dally M like conversation. They, they wouldn't just be star players. They'd be marquee signings and like they're two players that you can build a club around and they're on their bench. It's like, really? How is it's not fair, is it? Like- no, no, it's not. It's not fair, but it is fair. I think, like this year, out of all the years, out of all the dynasty, out of all of the premierships, this year has been the year that I've been the most impressed with Craig Bellamy as a coach, and yeah. it's confirmed in my mind that you know, good players or not, he makes his team full of good players. You know, he gets players. Nico Hines was a reject who bounced around for years. Pappenhausen was unwanted. They said he was too small. Brandon Smith has been said that he's not a hooker and that he's a lock. You know, like Harry Grant's the only one out of those four that had raps from a young age. And this is the year after Cameron Smith has left the game. This is two years after Billy Slater's left and it's three years after Cooper Cronk left that club. It's like, and every who knew time- they were holding them back? <laughs> look at them now. Yeah, exactly. It feels like it. It does feel like it. Um, the only question is who does Melbourne play in the grand final? Because it looks like it's going to be either Penrith or Manly, outside chance of the Rabbitohs, but it looks like, 
you know, it would only really be, I think, if Penrith and Manly were to find each other in the prelim final that, that Rabbitohs yeah. have a sniff. But, I mean, if... No, actually, Rabbitohs don't have a sniff. I take it back. There's no way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would take a lot of injuries. Or, in Manly's case, just one injury. Just one yeah, injury. it would. It would. I don't want to take anything away from the Storm. The, we made some errors throughout that game. Um, like, Tommy dropped a, a high ball, um, which they scored directly off. And they had us pinned on our line for a long time. But some of the refereeing calls that they got mm. were ridiculous. Like, I don't understand how they get away with doing the exact same thing that, like, every other club does and they get don't get penalised for it. I know they've got a player sent off in the final 30 seconds, but it feels like the refs give in, like, start punishing them far too late. There were a yeah. number of incidences, like, um, I can't remember who it was, Jerome Hughes, I think, that slid in and made high contact uh, with Garrick while he was going for a try. He came in with his knees and knocked him out, pretty much. Well, not knocked him out, but hit him in the head. Mm. Uh, I don't think the discipline between the two sides was as great as the six against and the penalties were given. And I was looking back through yeah. their previous like five games, pretty much during the Manly game, because I was pretty pissed off. And they haven't lost a penalty count or a six again thing in like five or six for six weeks. How, uh, the, the difference between their discipline and the rest of the comp isn't that great where yeah. they win the penalty count every week. Yeah, mate, it the, just isn't. The latter talks, and as much as you know, I think the referees do as good a job as they can. But there is a some kind of stigma that whether they try to or not, it does. It can creep into the back of like a referee's mind. Watching the Tigers game the other day, I think we got more penalties in six agains than I've seen us get all year. And it's because we were playing against the Bulldogs. And it's yeah. like, and there were a lot of times where you go, if we were playing against the Storm and that same thing happened, they'd let it go or, you know, it, it, it just wouldn't be called on. It's, yeah. There's something, There's it, it definitely exists. I think we can't, you know, and I, I'm not here calling referees corrupt or anything or playing favourites, but there's a no, there's a there's a there's there's something about those ladder positions. And if a team's going well, storm, yeah, yeah. What the storm do is they start the game with like slowing the ball down at the run, ruck, rushing off their line, so that from the outset the refs letting them getting away with the precedent more. is they're set. Not gonna, they're yeah. not going to penalise them in the first set type of thing. And then the ref gets used to allowing them to do that for the rest of the game. Whereas it's very clever. Other clubs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is clever. Other yeah. clubs won't slow the ball down until it's in their 20 and they're making a tackle early on in the set and then they'll slow it down and they'll get six again called. Yeah. So the Storm just do it from the outset and they dictate to the refs, this is how we're going to play. You're going to have to blow a penalty for every set for the first three sets. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not going to change. Yeah, and that's what it's, doing, uh, it's but... a win-at-all-cost attitude. And, you know, while there's a lot of controversy around it, I think it's ultimately they, they get the wins, which is the aim of the competition. It's funny because... Yeah, and we... they, they still score the points. You know, they put 28 past. Yeah, they, do still, they like... do still come up with the creative play required to score the points. Um, it's funny because we thought that was a Cameron Smith thing, the whole dictating play to the referees, but... It's become the culture of the storm. I don't know if it's, it, it was Bellamy all along, but you know, it always felt like that was just the Cameron Smith method. Uh, yeah, but there's no denying that this Melbourne team is just unbelievable, and I think that they'll break the record. I think they'll break the Roosters' wins in a uh, consecutive wins in the season record. Yeah, I, I can't see anybody. I thought Manly was the now. only chance to stop them. Um, well, they play the Raiders, the Titans, the Eels, yeah, the, um, and the Sharks going forward. None of them are going to go over the top I wouldn't think of so. Eels look like they're going to slide now for the rest of the year. They've lost Reed and Marnie, um, which is huge for them. That sucks. And there's that a lot of... really sucks. The other thing is early on in the season, you, when we were talking about coaches who might not make it to 2022... You mentioned Brad Arthur's name. We copped a little bit of criticism on our social we media did. about it. Yeah. And here we are at the end of the season and and it's the same it's the same sort of scenario that 
generally happens to Brad Arthur towards the end of the season when the Eels drop off. He's once again, he's got the rest of this season to save his his job because the Eels yeah. the Eels feel that their premiership window is open, whether it is or not. Who knows whether it's just a myth and they haven't got the roster. Who knows? The bottom line is the Eels organization believes that their window has opened and they've had Brad Arthur there for almost 10 years now, it feels like. And it feels like it's the same story every year. And they're not going to, I feel like this year might be where the line gets drawn. Yeah, I I agree because as you said, the window's open, but you look at their wins all year and last year as well, they're not beating the tough teams. Mm. They're not beating the semi-finalists and the finalists that you have to, if you want to win a premiership, you know, they execute well and they're a strong side to come up against no matter who you are in the competition, but they run away with games against the bottom eight and they struggle against the top eight, especially the top four, which, you know, are the premiership favorites. Yeah. And they started the season strongly but it feels like they don't quite have the depth that other teams have and they don't quite have the sort of tactical adaptability mm. to be able to mix it with, with the rest of them. Yeah. Like they, they play a sort of a very tough brand of footy where they all run hard, they go through the middle and then off the back of Moses and Gutherson, who are two great playmakers and have strong kicking games, are able to use the space out wide once the you know the defense is tired and sucked in. Yeah, and I think the uh, you know Parramatta's other problem is that they're such a proud club, and they but part of that is that they fall in love with their own players and see their own players inside this bubble that they don't compare them to the rest of the competition. And Gutherson, I think, especially even Moses as well, but Gutherson has fallen into this this bubble of, you know, the whole King Gutho tag is a prime yeah. example of it. Like he's, you know, I he's a great defender, but I wouldn't put him in the top, the top eight at least, even maybe top 10 fullbacks in the competition. It's the, it's the position where most teams have their best player and he's still a great player, but he's not a top, he's probably may, maybe just on the edge of a top 10 fullback, but within the Parramatta bubble, he's seen as, He's apparently almost looking negotiating a million dollar contract for next season, and it's like I saw that figure bounce around, and I was like, "There's no way he's worth that in the market. There's yeah, no way. There's no way. Like, like <laughs> you know, it just isn't." Um, I feel like Storm have two fullbacks that are worth more than Gutho. You know, there's yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's this sort of it's a it's a cultural thing within the club it's not a cultural thing that lands them in the bottom of the ladder every year but it is a it's a thing that's going to hold them back from winning that premiership that they're just desperate for so yeah i i agree and i think they need to change the pressure's definitely on brad arthur now um and we've seen and talked about their run-in uh i think the only winnable game that they've got left is up against the cowboys and winning one game out of their last six or seven probably isn't a good enough end for no, they'll get jumped. A club by, that consider yeah. themselves premiership contenders. With that record, they finish sixth. So you know, uh, yeah, and and history suggests that that puts them out out of the equation and not in a good you know space of confidence going into finals. No, not at all. No, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about our fantasy and tipping champs in just a second. But if you've been listening so far to this episode and you're thinking, "Gee, I wonder if they're going to bring back my favourite segment from last week, Isaac Clue." Don't worry, the answer is yes. Um, and that I, it's my turn to pick a player this week and I've got one in mind and I'm going to give Harvey his first clue right after Harvey announces the fantasy and tipping champs for this week. So Harvey, take it away. Just before we go on to that, I do want to give a shout out to the Warriors getting another win this week, two-point victory up against the Sharks. Yes, true. That's two wins true, true. on the bounce for them. Um, I certainly wrote them off for the year when uh, Roger left, went back to New Zealand and they were looking at getting in loan players because they were struggling to field a squad. They've got players playing out of position. You and Aitken's been in the second row and been really impressive. Yeah. Um, keeping the fight alive. And I love to see it. That, that's why they are the most popular team amongst our fans because the, team. the yeah. entertainment never stops. 
No, absolutely, yeah. It's, we always love watching the Warriors do well, and they were underdogs again this week against the Sharks, who were battling for the top eight. So good to see them take one off, take one off Cronulla. Always love to see that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, and then we will go on to our fantasy and tipping sides and our very strong performances in the fantasy competition resulted in Ty Van, my willow. Sorry if we butchered that pronunciation. Well done. Uh, scoring 1,119 points. That's coached really, by really Christina M. Christina M. Congratulations. Uh, and in the tipping, now, Lockie, you might want to take your humble hat off because you were our top tipster with seven out of eight tied with a lots of other people but you did get the smallest margin along with south yarra ives of two so seven yeah. correct once two again margin well done once again full credit to the warriors i'm pretty sure that was the game that um the the margin tip was for i said warriors by four it was warriors by two thank you to the warriors and do you want to entice me now okay with my first isaac clue <sighs> Yes, I do. Okay, <clears throat> so it's going to be vague to start off with, but that is always the case with Isaac Clue. Um, and if you always get it, if you get it Adam, every round so far, <laughs> and if you get it, then well done. But I hope that you don't, for the sake of everyone playing at home and for the sake <laughs> of my enjoyment. Okay. Okay. This player has played for one club his entire career so far. Uh, Jared Croker. Incorrect. All right, we move on. Uh, we'll, move on. We'll he's, your... he's the most prominent one-club player in my mind. Yeah, so. that's fair. Fair enough. All right, well, there we go. Okay, incorrect. We will we'll hit, hit up with another Isaac clue at the end of the next segment. And welcome back once again, ladies and gentlemen, to the bold, the basic, and the brilliant... It's all about those predictions once again this week. Who would have thought? And we begin, of course, by reviewing our um, predictions from last week and seeing how we did. So kick it off, Harvey. Your basic prediction was? Basic prediction was for the Dogs and the Tigers game to have 40 points or more scores. Well done. And that did occur. Yep, 44 points, 44 points. So nicely cleared your prediction there. Um, Fun segue. Remember my prediction was pretty much the same, but I added five points to to the prediction and it was five. It was one point too many to add because 44 points is one less than 45. And (laughs) I I got it wrong. So that's a real shame. Just, just got it wrong. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better result, really. My prediction's right and yours is wrong with a margin of four, <laughs> five points. Pretty good. It's exactly um, what you like, yeah. But how was your bold? Does that work well, out for you? let me tell you about my bold, okay? My bold prediction last week was that every, it was basically an eight-leg multi. It was every team whose mascot name comes later in alphabetical order will win. Now... It's it's heartbreaking to say that much like a heartbreaking eight leg multi, one leg let me down. One oh, leg. No. And it was the close it was one of the closest games of the round. It was Roosters v Panthers, where the Panthers won and as we know, P comes before R. And so I was let down. But every other game was correct. Knights beat the Broncos, Raiders beat the Dragons, Rabbitohs beat the Eels, Warriors beat the Sharks, Storm beat Manly, the Tigers beat the Bulldogs, and the Titans beat the Cowboys. So it's heartbreaking for such a random out of nowhere prediction to miss out by one game. Yeah. I'm sure all those people putting a punt on their eight leg multis really need this system. Um, I'm sure it'll come true eventually. It's proving to be a good system. There's something in it. Well, Seven out of eight is not a bad result, really. Yeah. Uh, on the prediction front, perhaps not the punting front. But, you know, think but, about think about the mascots whose teams whose names are in high in the alphabetical order: Broncos, Bulldogs, Dragons, Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Like they're rubbish. The, and, yeah. and then you got, and then 
Eels. <laughs> and then you got Storm with S. You got Roosters with R. You got the, the Mighty Tigers with T. <laughs> sea Eagles. Don't sea Eagles. count them out. No, I'm not counting them out at all. I'm not. Absolutely not. But that, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. So that's where we're at. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Your bold prediction um, from last week was? It was the Rabbitohs would win by 30 and they won by 28. So nice. similarly heartbreaking, nearly there, but not quite. Yeah, but close. Close. Our margin tips <laughs> were... <laughs> our, our bold prediction segment has just become a close prediction segment, but not we get, actually true. We used to be way off in the bold, but now we're getting <laughs> yes, pretty close. We're getting yeah. pretty close with it. Um, and I think that's something to celebrate. Let's pat ourselves <laughs> in the back for that one. Um, oh, 100%. And now we move our attention to actually the same weekend of football. Sorry, we are still talking about last round. But which player impressed us the most? You ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Matt, Matt Burton. Burton. Yep. There we go. Yep. In 5'8", in his preferred position for the Panthers due to Cleary being out. And he had a starring role. He scored two tries, set up a bunch, kicked goals. Um, yeah, he's... Bulldogs the more be- I see him play, the more I'm excited for the Bulldogs next year. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I do not um, – like I understand the Panthers wanting to hold on to him this year and stuff, and it's proved really worthwhile, with, especially with Cleary going out. Uh, but they're letting go a class talent. In, yes. I understand the Luai-Cleary partnership is an origin-winning partnership, but gosh – letting Burton out the door. It might be a big mistake in the decade to follow. Oh yeah. It'll be one of those ones, won't it? It's yeah. It's hard to, hard to tell. And honestly, still, if you're the Panthers, you, I think you, you'd, you'd opt to keep Cleary and Luai together, but it's hard to see a talent like Burton go out the door. Just a testament to the Panthers junior system. I mean, you know, it's kind of like the storm next man in sort of thing. You know, Hines got his chance this year and has yeah. has has impressed. Smith got his chance and is impressed. And Burton, same. Um, so it's a testament to those clubs and to the, yeah, just the 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 whole squad utilizing the whole squad and making sure they are everyone in the squad is on the same page. Um, That's it. Now, you know, after the excitement of almost getting a bunch of predictions right last week. We have the chance to almost get a bunch of predictions right again this week. I just week. need to give my uh, my second choice oh as the God, losing I'm side. So I know that usually uh, you are on the losing end when we tie, and so you probably yeah. had a second player prepared in weeks gone by. But this week I had to have a second player I'm prepared. Sorry. because I'm unfortunately, so sorry. Manly couldn't beat the Storm and your Tigers... Just managed to scrape home against the Bulldogs. Yeah, so win is a win. <laughs> so, although, uh, as yeah, Matt Burton was the player of the round in both our opinions, my backup would be Brian Kelly, former oh. Manly boy, cemented his foot in the Titans' back line, and I think he's one of the most underrated centres in the game. Yeah, wow. Scored a double this week. Um, he's really, really valuable. He defends well, he runs hard, he's got a decent kicking game has a great combination on that edge and yeah, he played a blinder in the Titans getting over the Cowboys and I want to give him a bit of recognition. You well done him. But you do that. Yeah. Nice Looking one. forward now, we, we can do our predictions. Yes, now we can. Now you were we can. very eager I to jump, jump on to. Jump to the game. So, I'm not used to, like, I knew that I only had to give one player this week and I'm not used to after I've given my player then st- there being more to do <laughs> I'm used to just giving my like yeah so that I apologize but that is a testament to the fact that your team is doing well so there you go um, yeah I appreciate it no worries um, what's your basic prediction for this upcoming week oh, easy money Josh had Okada score a try against the Raiders on Thursday night easy Very money good. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Um, he's in red hot form for yep. a red hot team. Going to so happen. Yep. Yours? Agree. Yep. <laughs> I've got Manly to be the Eels by 30. By 30? Yeah. yeah nice. We're going to stomp them. Yeah, we're nice. we're going to be out for vengeance after losing to Storm this week. Um, and, yeah, as we said, the Eels are sliding. And I don't know, it's going to take a mammoth performance without Marnie there to stop the rot. And up against an angry manly side, 
I can't see them doing it. So mainly by 30. Yeah, terrific. Um, not a bad shout. What's your bold prediction? Bold prediction. I want to see points, points, points. Across the round, eight games, 500 points in total. Let's see it happen. 500? Yes. What's that? What's 500 divided by eight? Uh, well, I did four, four, 50 points a game and then added a bit. Yeah, right. 50 points a game and then <laughs> adding a bit. Jesus Christ, 500 points. It could be bold. That's bold as heck. Uh, we're going to have to do a bit of maths in the show next week to see if you got it right. <laughs> I'll just add them up. I'll count the points as I'm watching the game. Oh, yeah, true. That's obviously the best way to do it. <laughs> With a, yeah. at, I go in six point increments with each try. Yeah. I just count. And if, I, if I'm a bit short, then I'll watch a game twice and make, <laughs> Get up, <those> make it up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Watch some games from last year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, you want to know what my bowl prediction is this week? Yeah, I do. Do you? Oh, that means <laughs> that's good. Sometimes I'm not sure if you genuinely do, but it means a lot to know that you do. Right, so- the quicker you can tell me, the, the quicker I get my next clue, which I'm. That's true. About very much. All right. Um, I'm going with the exact same bold prediction as last week. All teams, <laughs> all teams whose mascot name comes later, later in the alphabetical order, will win. I think once again, it's a great shout. As I mentioned, um, just quickly, uh, that would mean Storm beat Raiders. It would mean Panthers beat Dragons. It would mean Roosters beat Broncos. It would mean. Uh, Titans beat Rabbitohs. Might be a bit of an upset, but they're in good form, the Titans. Um, Tigers beat the Cowboys. Once again, that game could go either way. Uh, Seagulls beat the Eels, obviously. Uh, Warriors going to beat the Bulldogs. And the Sharks to beat the Knights. Another close one. But there we go. That's 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 my multi. I love it. I, love I the might strategy. keep doing this until I get it right, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so committed to it now. Okay, oh, that's good stuff. now. Now that the you know the 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 opening part of the segment, which was this the segment itself, <laughs> is over. Now we can get down to what everyone is here for, which is your second Isaac clue. Now, if you're playing at home, just to remind ourselves, uh, the first clue was he has played for one club his entire career so far. Harvey guessed Jared Croker. And he was wrong. The next clue is this player has won two premierships. Wow. Won two premierships to play at the same club their entire career. Um, any any hmm. clubs coming to mind that this player could have played for? Uh, the Storm Roosters being... Two big ones. Um, who's been at them for their entire career? Someone like Kenny Bromwich. Yeah, it's Kenny Bromwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, really? Yeah, it's Kenny Bromwich. <laughs> Oh, I'm a genius. Oh. What do I get? Do I get an award? Do I get your your approval? <laughs> what do I get? Oh, that's upsetting. I had so many more. I had so <laughs> many more. Give me, give me your other clues. My other clues was that he's a Kiwi and has represented New Zealand and the Maori All-Stars. Um, yep. He has a brother who also plays in the NRL. And finally, I had that that brother is older and plays in the same team as him and also has only played for that same club. Wow. Yeah. Um, the two premierships does rule it down to two clubs pretty much. That's true. It? That's true. Unless unless we're including non-current <laughs> players in this. No, it's, no it's got to be current players, I reckon. That's all we really wow, focus on anymore. Um, well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, bugger. I'm not very good at Isaac Clue. <laughs> oh, I thought that that was going to be, I thought Kenny Bromwich would be like a good option who's not, you're not going to think of. Uh, well, I didn't think of him until he gave me the clues. Yeah. He wasn't in my mind all day. No. <laughs> oh, bugger. That's true. It really does narrow it down to Roosters and Storm. Although, yeah. Although, yeah. Um, all right. 
Well, there you go. I guess now it shows Isaac Clue can go both ways. You can go for all episode where I struggle to get it right, or it can go for two segments. Uh, done. Uh, well done. Done. Well Thank done. Oh, good on you. Welcome to a very, very special segment where we have the draft of all drafts lined up because we have been tipped off by a fan of the podcast that our title and what we are referred to ourselves as, <laughs> They Talk A Good Game, yes. has 17 letters in it. 17? What else has 17? 17 eighteenths of an NRL squad. <laughs> an and an NRL team that actually gets on the field if no one gets concussed. All right. So you're right. So, wow. It feels like we could do something with this information, Harvey. In fact, what we can do is we can line up they talk a good game to the numbers one to seventeen. And assign <laughs> That's all Sorry, That's all just like whoa. Just whoa. <laughs> Okay, come on, keep, keep moving, keep moving, bouncing off each other, bouncing off each other. Yes, yes. Yep. So they've got, um, we're going to give each letter of They Talk A Good Game to the first letter of the last name of the rugby league players. Oof. For example, number one will be T for they, which means you have to pick a fullback whose last name begins with the letter T. Yeah. And uh, the word good is from positions 10 to 13, which means that a prop will begin their surname with G and then you, you need two second rowers whose both their surnames begin with O. So it's just going to, by the time we list all of the surnames out of these players, it will read, um, you look down the column like an acrostic poem and it'll say, they talk a good game. And it'll be beautiful. So... Uh, let's get into it. It's a draft and we need to decide who goes first, who gets to pick their, who gets their first pick at fullback and what a better way to do it than everyone's favorite game apart from Isaac Clue, name of Oregon. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. Because a very hit and miss game, much like <laughs> Isaac Clue. Um, um, I think, I think it's your turn to start as the... Reigning champion. I'm the reigning champion of, of our last tournament, because well, our last contest between each other because we did the Olympic draft and I got the overall victory there, so happy with that. Congratulations. Okay, let me think of a player to begin with and we'll be on our way. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with uh, Kenny Bromwich. Hudson Young. Go- Jack Gachevsky. <laughs> Isaac, Leo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, fine. I so nearly said Isaac Clue. <laughs> I don't know whether that would have disqualified me or not. Yeah. All right. Good job. Whatever. Well done. Oh, so, that okay. means I get first. We got hit, 17 players good. to pick each, so we got to be quick about this. Let's do it. Yeah. And, and to make it easier to follow, we're going to go from 1 to 17. Go through the name. They talk a good game, which means number one is fullback, beginning with the letter T, Trebojevich. Yeah, and that cool. is Tommy to be specific. You I... might want to take Jake back there, but I've gone for Tommy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You've got Tommy. I'm going to take uh, Tedesco. Boom. Now, Ooh, very interesting. There you go. Now we move on to the first winger spot, which needs to begin with H. I get first pick, and I'm going to go off the top of my head for. Um, oh. <laughs> off the top of my head, I'm going to go for, uh, I hope this doesn't come back to bite me. It's the only one I can think of right now. It's Heimel Hunt. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, interesting. Who's your winger? With you, the might, you, you might have taken my <laughs> my option, um, but th- there, there are a number of H's, aren't there, out on the wing? Even centres. Come on. I gotta think. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> can you can you lend me a hand? I'm sure you've got some options floating around your head. Uh you've named yours. For H. Uh let me have oh, a I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got him. Nico Hines. Oh, on the oh, wing. On the wing. Nice one. Yeah, he can do the job. And okay. I've got to back that up with the centre yep. beginning with yes, you do. E. Okay. Who's uh, gonna be? E. 
Hey. Hey. Man, this is hard. Right. <laughs> when we thought of this, idea, we thought this Zip that through just it. come to us. First thing that comes to Ed. First thing that comes to Ed. Uh, e. E. E, E, E. Who? I don't even know a player that begins with E. Uh, Last time begins with E. That's very tricky. That's what I'm trying to find. You might out. have one, but you might want to save it because you got the second choice. It's pretty tough, yeah. Oh, man. It's very. I'm hard. not even fussy about being a center or anything. Just... Yeah. Uh, I can't even find. I can't even find the last name that begins. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I know. I'm I found go- I'm one. Going, I'm going for Dylan Edwards. Ah, oh, true. Of course, Dylan Edwards. Okay. He could play in center. Yep, Dylan Edwards, and I'm going to. Is, there, have... another, is there another Edwards? Uh, would appear to. No, it appears to just be Dylan. <laughs> All right, the, the only player that I've got as an option is, and hopefully it goes well. Oh, no. Oh, let's go. Actually, uh, <laughs> you can say them because they're not, I'm not going to take them. No, I know. I'm, well, Kane Evans is going to be in the center for me. <laughs> so. yeah. You could have one of the Eisenhuth boys. <laughs> I could. I could. Actually, can I change? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Tom Eisenhuth, because he has actually played in the centre a bit for Melbourne. Okay. Tom Eisenhuth. Okay. okay. Uh, now I get first pick at the centre that begins with Y. And uh, the first guy that begins with Y I can think of is Isaiah Yo, but I'm pretty sure there's a couple more. I just can't remember who on earth they are. Um, uh, you know, if not Yo... Um, Maybe Yo is the best option. I'm trying to think of who else, who else, who else begins with Y. Um, oh, oh, I know. Oh, an actual centre, Dominic Young. Boom, got him. Well, I'll take Yo. Okay, cool. I just, <laughs> right. I'll take him. Yeah. Um, and I need to follow it up with another winger beginning with T. Player number five, the beginning of talk. And Teddy and Tommy have both gone. I could put Jake out there. We haven't got another T coming in the name. So Jake, Jake's the front runner at the moment. I'm going to give myself a little bit of time to think of an alternative. I wish we had a timer or something because we just got no clue. Um. Um... Any thoughts? I'll go. I'll, I'll go for, um, what's his name? The oh gosh, there's actually a few now. I don't want to give them all to you. <laughs> I'm going for Tuolangi, the uh, Cowboys winger slash. Center. Oh yeah, yep. Um, cool. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with. Um, this is this is horrendous. Um, ah, oh, yeah, I'll go with the Tigers boy. Let's let's bring. Oh no, I'm not going with the Tigers boy. <laughs> Sorry, that was <laughs> felt very aggressive towards my player. I was going to go with Tommy Talau, but I'm instead going to go with Hamiso Tabuai Fido. Oh, oh, that would have been good. Yeah, I, I, I saw Tamalolo. And I thought, maybe. He's played on the edge back row this week. He, and he could can, have done it. And he can play wing. <sighs> Who did you pick again? Tuolangi. Tuolangi, okay. Okay, cool. Uh, now I get first pick at six, which begins with A. Um, a, 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 A. Surnames that begins with A. John Asigata. Don't know if I'd put him at 5'8", although he has played in the halves before. Yeah. Bit of a ball playing. He might not be able to be too picky in this. Bit of a ball playing prop. Uh, no, yeah, being picky is a bit... Um, oh, what a bloody nightmare. <laughs> what a nightmare. Uh, Asigata, Asigata. If it's not if it's not going to be... If it's not going to be... Um, no, not Josh Alloway, not... Oh, it's not Bunty Afoa. Uh, who did I say again? Uh, Asiata. 
Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go with Caleb Akins. Okay. Caleb Akins. Cool. Um, <laughs> I've got a couple. Ooh. None of them are halves, but Jai Arrow, Josh Adokar, you oh, and Aiken. Yeah, Adokar. Um, I think I might take Jai Arrow. All right. Nice. At six. Yeah, cool. You, yeah. You doing that? Okay. Locking it in? Um, I am locked, locked All in. Right, sweet. Um, I now need... No, sorry, it's your turn. What am I talking about? My my turn for a an half L... Halfback that begins half with back. L. Oh, no. Halfback that begins with L. Um, well, I'm sure there is a really strong option here. Luke Brooks comes to mind, but that's the first no, name. No, that's first name. Against and I wouldn't Brooks. have him anyway. Oh, <laughs> you just took any opportunity to... Talk bad about Luke. I'm trying to fill the space while I think of another elf. Uh, there's quite a few. Not most of them aren't halfbacks, but there are quite a few NRL players whose names begin oh, with L. Okay, um, Zach Lomax. He Ooh, can come in. He's half playing back. half. All right. Cool. So Arrow and Lomax guiding the team around. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I, on the other hand, will have Akins, who is actually, you know, at least a spine player. Um, fullback yeah. is similar to 5'8. And partnering him will be an actual halfback whose name is Lockie Lewis. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can't make the side for the worst team in the comp. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm go- I'm, I've become very harsh because I'm defensive yeah. because I can't think of any NRL players. <laughs> All Sorry, right. Lockie, so, so far, if we were if we were spelling out, out the name of this podcast, we'd be at They Tall, So which means next is They Talk. <laughs> um, we need a prop that begins with K. My man is David Clemmer. Boom. Ah, oh, very good. Thank you. Yeah, Your turn. A prop that begins with K. Um, who have you got? Liam Knight. Oh yes, I was thinking, considering picking him as well. I thought I'd go with Clemmer, who has the better repute, more of a reputation. But Knight is a good prospect. Okay, now you need a nine hookup beginning winning with A. <laughs> no, what have I done? <laughs> Um, well, I'm just going to go back to my options that I had listed, and I'm going to go for you and Aiken. He's moved into the second row. Yeah, cool. He can he can play at number nine. Yeah, nice. He's in. He's in. Okay. Um, I liked your other option of Josh Adokar. Imagine him at dummy half. You know, they thought they thought Damian Cook was quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they thought. Uh, but then I could also go for my other man, John Asiata. <laughs> who, but you know what? I'm valuing speed out of dummy half and Addo Carr is getting his first NRL start in the nine jersey. Fair okay. enough. Now I get to have first crack at a another prop who begins with G for good. G is in the beginning of good game. Um, I first of all need to identify a player who begins with G. I've got Jack Gashevsky. I've got Clint Gutherson. <laughs> I've got I've got Luke Garner, who's a second rower, could play in the front row. Um, he's the closest I've got at the moment. I feel like I'm naming all these players for you. True. It's very helpful. Oh, you know what? I'm going with um, Emre Gula for the Canberra Raiders. Oh, an actual nice. front rower. An actual front rower. Cool. Um, you need a 10 that begins with G. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Oh, yeah. There aren't many G front rowers, yeah. despite popular opinion. Um, look, there's Alex Glenn who's knocking around still. Oh, yeah. And he could probably do a job in the middle. I've got, in my head, I've got Dan Gagai, but <laughs> I don't think he could play there. Um, I think you've thrown positions out the window. I have my yeah. my brain is not ticking over as quick as it occasionally does. Um, I, I tell you what, no, no, positions are gone. I just want good players. I'm going for Harry Grant. He's yeah, not a number nice. ten. He's a yeah. number nine. But just add another digit, and maybe he, he's, he's just class, isn't right. he? So Harry Grant. Cool. Now immediately got to back that up with a second rower who begins with O. I can do this easy. Olakuatu, second row for Manly. Yeah, I know the nice. Manly boys. He's in. Okay, cool. Um, 
Well, you, I'm going to also pick a player from my team, uh, Joel Fengawi. He's in. Mm, okay. Yeah, the <laughs> the good thing is that we've got four positions to fill total between us whose surnames have to begin with O, which is not a very common okay. letter. Oh, I've got Go. Justin Olam. Oh, yeah. He runs second hard in row. the centres, runs a great line. I'm sure nice. he can do that job in the second row. <laughs> I'm, my team is slowly coming together with some... <laughs> Some resemblance of an NRL side. <laughs> I've, I'm going to take Jaden Ockenbore in my second row. He's tall. He's solid. He might become a second row one day. <laughs> Put him there. All right. Tall and solid. That's what I'm looking for in the second row. Okay. Um, okay. And now I need a, uh, a lock whose surname begins with D. Uh, right. I need to find a single player whose surname begins with D. Josh Dugan is there. Um, Anthony Don is there. Dugan, Don. Have I got any others? I've got Andrew Davey. I've got Andrew Davey. He's probably my front runner at the moment. Um, Davey, Davey, Davey. If I don't, Matt Dufty is probably too small to play lock. <laughs> He's got the ball skills, but is he too small to play lock? Um, Scott Drinkwater. Oh, you know what? I'm going to put Adam Dewey at lock. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. I, I, there's there's one that you've missed here. Oh. Jack DeBellin. Oh, of course. Genuine lock. Genuine lock. Look at you picking players in positions now. Oh, I know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> okay. All right, now it's all about the, the bench. So the positions bench. can afford to go a bit out the window here, which is good. Uh, 14, utility, bit of experience. Perhaps this should have been Harry Grant. Couldn't have risked you taking him. I'm going for Dane Gagai. <laughs> <laughs> you've been loving Gagai this whole time. You've been well, wanting, you've been really well, I want to see to you come him. up with another G very quick. Uh, okay, off the bench for me, he can fill in at fullback or on the wing. I'm sure he could fill in at centre. Ruben Garrick. Oh. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. Now mm. I need a 15 who begins with A with had our struggles picking players who begin with A already. Um, I can't even remember who it was we said. Oh, Josh Asiata. John Asiata. I've gotten his name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> John Asiata. You got the A correct, which is the important letter in the name. <laughs> yeah, all I care about is that A. All right. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go for Josh Alloy. Oh, of course. Alloy. Former Tigers, current Manny boy. Okay. M should be surely... Not that hard. Um, M, who have I got? Liam Martin's a good shout. Came off the bench for the- I have Liam Martin. Huh? Oh, no, I don't. I have Liam Knight. Tell you what, I get them confused all the bloody time. <laughs> yeah, they are confusing. They have sort of similar looking like solid heads. Um, <laughs> they've got solid, similar looking solid heads. I'm going to take... <sighs> do I take Martin or Madison? I'm going to take Liam Martin. I realise I've just given you an idea. Yeah, but I'm not going for any of those. I want either Cam Murray or Cam Munster. Oh, you bastard. And it's going to be purely for the makeup of the team, Cam Murray. Yeah, nice. I thought if you got Gagai and Munster on your bench. It's like... <laughs> okay, now you get first pick at 17 to close out your team. Right, I need an E. An E. Oh, these E's, I'm telling you. Oh, oh, no. Ah, uh, no. Ah. Uh... Hmm. No. Come on. <laughs> Come on, then. Which Eisenhuth did you have? Tom. Oh. Um. There are other E's knocking around. I can't tell you. I know. I was asking myself rhetorically. <laughs> All the listeners, get in touch. <laughs> You're still listening. Come on. Um, oh, geez. You could Louise. go with um, Adam Elliott's available. Adam Elliott. He's probably one that you don't want, isn't it? <laughs> That's why you've given him to me. Uh, but he, he he's a decent bench player. I mean, he starts for the Bulldogs. He's strong. I might have to go for him because I haven't got another option. All right. Adam Elliott is I'm yours. going for him. Yeah. Not, not, Elliott, that, I, not that I had like a superstar instead, but I didn't want you to land on Kane Evans, who was the player I'm going for. Oh, so sure. That's why okay. I threw you. I, I really wanted Evans. 
that is Daily Cherry from uh, the Manatee. No, 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 no. no. But no, I'm not sure. He's a C. Double barrel. He's a C. Yeah, you're All right. right. Now, uh, are we picking? A do coach? we have to do a coach? Well, how? What letter would they begin with? Is the question. I don't. We don't have any. Um, uh, do they begin with? Well, if it's they talk good game podcast. Ooh. Does it have to begin with P? Yeah. Are there two coaches that begin with P? Um, is there one coach that begins with P? Peyton. It's Peyton. Oh, Todd Peyton. <laughs> Who else is there? Whose pick is it? <laughs> I just went it's for Ellie. Pick. It's my pick. So it was I'm you. Take Todd Peyton. Okay. Um, I don't think we should do a coach, to be honest. It's sort of. Well, we can both have Todd Peyton. <laughs> no, but you know, it would make sense if we were picking teams that were T T A G G P, but doing they talk a good game P <laughs> doesn't make any sense. There's no no Mister Podcast, is there? No, let's who fulfills I, all the letters. I don't. Let's no. Let's not do a coach this time. Okay, this we'll we'll coach our individual sides. How about yeah. that? Instead, let's just pick one of those players to be the captain and one of them to be a goal kicker. Great. Who's your captain? I'm going, uh, it's got to be Tommy captaining. Okay. And I've got Zach Lomax as my goal kicker. Yeah, nice. Okay. I'll take, um, poor. I'm going to take, ooh. you know what? Did you account for a goal kicker? Uh, no. <laughs> Adam, Adam Dewey is going to be my captain because I think he's got great leadership qualities. Um, mm-hmm. And my goal kicker, does Lockie Lewis kick goals? He does now. I'm sure he can. Yeah, yeah. he does now. Because um, I've seen Tedesco kick and he's not good. So no way. I, I wasn't going to give him this. <laughs> he's not going to be your captain either. No way. Australian. No, no way, Jose. <laughs> no, I guess with your No yeah, way, your Jose. History. No way, Jose. All right. Cool. Uh, I, don't have a, I don't have an Isaac clue to give you because you got it right already. So whatever. <laughs> what a whirlwind segment. <laughs> Time for us to, once again, as we did last week, go over and start building the hype for our end of season Tatagaga Awards. The awards that the NRL are not giving out, the recognition for the players who are not being recognised, and we are here to provide them with the justice that they deserve. Um, and we have three new juicy categories that we're going to provide our nominees for this week, which you will then be able to provide your own, you know, submit your own nominees and hope that they get in um, next week. I mean, uh, during the week um, on our Instagram. So let's start. The first award that we're going to be submitting nominees for this week is the Most Improved Award. If you've played any, you know, junior sport growing up, you'd be very used to the, the Most Improved Award. It's it's the one for the kid who, who gave their all and, and, and saw some improvement throughout the year. We are talking about you know, first grade NRL players, but I still think that deserves some recognition. hundred percent. So Harvey, who is your most improved, or who's your nominee for the most improved player my, of the year? My nominee, there, look, there are lots of players who clearly get better throughout the year, but there's been one player, in my opinion, who's gone from a good player in their position to arguably the best player in their position. Okay. And that is... Justin Olam, center for the Storm. Yeah, nice. I think the way that he's played this year, he is in serious contention for center of the year. Um, he's just come on leaps and bounds under the tutelage of, of Bellamy and then that Storm system. And he came in just being able to sort of run hard, tackle hard. He's added strings to his bow and he's a fairly complete player nowadays and he tore Manly apart over the weekend so it was hard to see or ignore how good he has become too true well done I like that as a, as a nominee I've gone for a player who uh, started this year and played all of last year as a utility off the bench um, thanks to some injury in his team he's now taken on a starting position and with the player that he replaced coming back. He's still keeping that player on the bench. He's off to the Sharks next year to play 5-8. It's Nico Hines. Yeah, 100%. That's a great kick, actually. can't believe I skimmed over him. Um, <laughs> it's good to have some diversity in the nominations. Absolutely. I'm excited <laughs> to see who our fans 
think, you know, they might point out someone that we've missed. So You're right. for now we've got Heinz and Olam as two of our nominees. Oh, two Melbourne boys as well. Yeah, I know. For sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most, and that most improved after winning a grand final last year. It's like. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, that's, that's just how it is. Let's move on. Yep. The, let's move on to the best combination award, the best combo, if you will. Yeah. Who have you got there? I've got, well, speaking of speaking of Melbourne and actually speaking of the player that you just selected for most improved, uh, my best combo is on that left edge for the Melbourne Storm. It's Justin Olam and Josh Adokar. They, yeah, wow. Well. You know, and I think a lot of it is down to Olam's improvement as a centre. Yeah. He's, um, he's, yeah, I mean, he's able to not just run the ball, but he's given the ball to Adokar and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we all know that Adokar just needs, you know, half a metre of space to be able to make the most of it. Um, and Olam was able to provide that on his inside. A, a storm combination I thought you might have gone for, and these aren't my nominations, but I'm going to give them a shout-out, is Harry Grant and Brandon Smith as a one-two punch <laughs> yeah, out of dummy half. True, true, true. Um, they, they've, you know, there's been lots of talk and debate about Smith and Brandon, that is, whether he's going to move on. Um to play starting nine, play 80 minutes at another club. But, you know, at the moment he's holding Grant out the starting side and his form deserves it. Yeah. Just from a manly perspective, I never thought that DCE and Foran would get back to playing as well as they are together. So that's a positive. But in my mind, the clear combination of the year is the Rabbitohs left edge. Um, They've been lethal for a number of years. And it's really Cody Walker, the Trail Mitchell swinging around from fullback and Alex Johnson out wide. I know the uh, yeah. second rower, formerly Sutton, in sort of rotates now um, between who's playing there. But those three in particular, Walker, Mitchell and AJ, are exceptional and so unbelievably lethal. A very good pick. I yeah, I actually was tossing up between Olam and Adokar and those three, I think, have been big standouts. I just, yeah, for whatever reason, thought that um, Olam and uh, and Adokar had been, you know, I put a lot of it down to Storm's dominance this year, but absolutely yeah. happy that you've you've put them in as well because they are deserving nominees. All right, final award that we're putting nominees forward for this week is the best hair. Which player yeah. impressed us? You know, best has, is a subjective term and... You know, it's it could be a crap haircut, but it was interesting and it provided us with some entertainment. So, you know, whatever we deem to be, whatever we deem best hair to mean. Yeah. Um, um, well, with, you know, hair salons and barbers shut for a, a big chunk of the year and players in bubbles, there's been some opportunity for players to get some good cuts out on the pitch. My shout is Josh Papali and his mullet. Yeah, it nice. It is a piece of art, in my nice. opinion. And, uh, yeah, I reckon he's definitely in with a good shout. And I almost, yeah, I he can almost, take out that award. I very almost gave my pick to, to him as well. Um, he's, I, love, I love a mullet, and Pappenhausen's always been my favourite mullet in the game, but... But Papali, I think this year, also we didn't get to see a lot of Papanhausen's mullet. You know, you've got to take into account how much you've seen it on the field, um, how true. much footy the mullet is playing. And Papali was looking <laughs> luscious, especially during the origin period. But I'm going to go for a, a different mullet completely to either of those two guys. I'm going to go for Viliami Kikau. He had, he's, he's just, he lights up the field and you can, you can spot him on the field from a mile away, not just because he's six foot five or whatever, but because those golden locks, uh, they just glow and I, and it, he's got a real brand there. So he does. <laughs> love to yeah. It. It's a definite worthy nomination. Thank you. Well, guys, get your votes in. Um, we'll get your nominees in. Sorry. We're not voting just yet. Get your nominees in because there will be a top four picked, um, which at the end of the season you'll be able to vote for our official awards um and yeah get your submissions in go go to the instagram and do all that that is the podcast this week it's been a long one chopped and changed across lots of different things i think our 
draft was a complicated but worthwhile choice. Um, we've got lots of nominations and awards coming your way in the coming weeks, but make sure you get onto the Instagram at They Talk A Good Game to get your voice heard. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, everything Harvey said. And see you on the Instagram. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.